So you're telling me you don't like the weather or investigation, but you think investigation can be done in D&D 5 or any D&D really. What does investigation mean? I guess that's a broader question. Is it just solving puzzles or is it learning about the lore and the world that the GM has created? Or is it solving just a murder mystery or tracking some monster down and finding out about what, why it's doing what it's doing? I agree with Andy, honestly, that most people just want to murder hobo, get bored of investigation, or it's just too much work. Uh, when I say, hey, players, you need to do some homework, most of them groan. Um, maybe saying homework is the wrong approach. Anyway, uh, love your stuff. Keep it up. I like the drive-bys better, as I've always said. Searching for moons, for an evil logger in an ancient room was a fortunate son of the OSR. Without a ten-foot pole, I wouldn't get very far. The ground was murky, and I caught a look as the dungeon master opened up his grim tooth book, and then I fell into a spike pit. Oh yeah, spike pit Oh, a bit would have spikes in it I'm Colin Green and you are listening to Spike Pit First things first, I'd like to thank Carl for his kind words. I'm glad he likes the the drive-bys, and I must make a a note for myself to ask him what it is specifically about the format that he enjoys. Investigation games, he posed the question, what is an investigation? And my sort of simple answer would be, all of those things that he listed off at the start, I think you could probably run investigations using that definition with almost any system. I can't see why not. But I am interested to to perhaps look a little bit more closely at games that market themselves as investigation games. I play a reasonable amount of Cthulhu, Call of Cthulhu. I enjoy it. I've got bubble gum shoe that I haven't managed to get to the table. And I really would like to, I don't know, kind of capture a little bit of that kids on bike Scooby-Doo type of vibe. Maybe a little bit darker in a game session. Picked up, in fact, kids on bikes. I've got, like I say, the bubble gum shoe. Both not yet played. And another game that I want to talk a little bit about in the future, perhaps do an overview, is 
Eldritch Tales by Joe Salvador. And basically that takes a white box, swords and wizardry, D&D, and puts it in the 20s, adds quite a lot of um, ideas and information to help you run a, a Lovecraftian white box role-playing game. So I'm going to talk about that more in a future episode. So I guess watch this space. I'm a, I'm, I'm quite a fan of investigation. Like I said, it crops up a lot in my D&D. And in contrast to perhaps Carl's players, who he mentioned seem to get bored by investigation, preferring, I'm guessing, combat, that the phrase murder hobo was mentioned, I actually get, I'm the other way around. I find the constant combat and fighting all the time doesn't really float my boat. A mystery, an investigation, and to be fair, my plays of Cthulhu, when when they're done well, are um, really quite rewarding. I've I've had a couple of convention experiences that missed the mark, but that's not a criticism of the person running it. I, I think it's super hard to run a convention game, really, and I take my hat off to anybody that makes an attempt at it. In fact, I'm just recalling now, had a, and I've talked about it before, but we played a, a good kids on bikes type of adventure game with John Large, and that was an investigation, kind of that creepy horror vibe. Can, can work really well. I've got to say, I, I probably miss out a little bit because I'm playing with the kids and I you've got to be aware of not not really kind of frightening them too much, especially my youngest, Sonny. He gets really into his games, and we're playing in an evening. The last thing I need is to be giving him nightmares. As far... Hey, Colin Jason again. As far as immersion goes... Um, I was there at that conversation, yeah, with Ian, and I agree. I think being able to crowdsource at the table different people's opinions, especially for, you, you know, if you, you have somebody who's running a high intelligence character, a charismatic character or something, I, I don't think that breaks anything. You know, I know some DMs are going to be like, oh, well, you said that, so you said it in front of the NPCs. Anything that comes out of your mouth comes out of your character's mouth. Well, you know what? Quit being a knothead. There's nothing wrong with letting players collaborate. There's a social activity. We're supposed to be having fun together. I, I take that back. That sounds mean. If you've established at the beginning of the game that everything comes out of your mouth comes out of your character's mouth, then 120% you should play that way. But if you haven't established that and characters do table talk or players do table talk anyway, then let them collaborate on stuff. It doesn't hurt anything. Come on, man. Okay, that last part came across a little harsh, but and it shouldn't have. But I, I am in favor of sitting there and doing that. We do that kind of player collaboration anyway. You know, it happens in combat. You know, should I go there? Or should I go there? What do you want me to do? You know, hey, you know, I've got lock pit of, pick of 53. What's yours? You know, who should pick this lock? You know, hey, I'm not very good at social stuff. Maybe you should talk to that the innkeeper. You know, we do that stuff anyway. And 
if it's going especially in a case where you have a player that that's trying to enhance their play their character right you, you know and if other people give some feedback there so somebody's playing a tactical dude but they've never been in the military and they don't really know real life tactics and other people have and they want to help them and the player wants to help i see zero issue with other players giving them input so but that's just my opinion so okay going back to drinking I think quite often we talk about role-playing in this RPG hobby. And and a G, being game, sometimes seems like potentially the poor cousin. When you, when you hear people that are really into their, their role-playing and getting into character or... Maybe even this this idea of immersion. I sometimes think the uh, the G in RPG is is getting pushed to one side, perhaps. Personally, I find the player collaboration, the table talk, some of the meta gaming, the dice rolling the combat, even maybe looking up rules and discussing rules. Although I don't want too much of it, I feel to a certain extent for myself and definitely players that I've gamed with, they're all about engaging with the game in that way and perhaps they're less interested in portraying a character, maybe, you know, adopting a persona, changing their voice or or the cadence of their speech, that's not for them. They'd rather talk in third person, describe their character, what they're doing. But that they're, they're still they're still involved, engaged in the game. Their their heads there, I can I can see you can see when a player's checked in and when a player's checked out. And then I think there, there, there's another thing going on, this talk of immersion. I think it's a bit different, like I said. I think it's different to engagement. But I feel like you you need to get everybody engaged or, or an individual needs to be engaged before they can really get that sense of immersion. Like I said before, I feel when you're on your own as... as um, person running the game you're kind of maybe world building or, or, or creating a encounters or doing your preparation I think it's at times like that probably quite easy to get immersed in it all and then when you actually play is there a little bit of disappointment if you you don't manage to recreate that during the session and I think perhaps there is so I'm I'm looking to lower my sights a little bit and focus my efforts on running sessions and, and figuring out what I need to do to keep players engaged. That's going to be my sort of number one goal. I think setting goals, 
is important if you want to sort of want to get some improvement in what you're doing. So when it comes to running games, that's going to be my number one goal. And if I can get some fleeting immersion or flashes of uh, deep immersion uh, and people tell me that that's the case, I will regard that as the cherry on top of the cake, if you like. And I feel now that I've got a little bit too immersed in talking about immersion and not responding to Jason. The player collaboration thing. I haven't had too many responses yet. So I don't really know what people think about this idea of what could be seen as players interfering with other players' characters. The game I mentioned before, I think I got the title wrong. I believe it's actually Cheat Your Own Adventure, and I'd called it Cheat Your Own Fantasy. I was, uh, I think, getting Fighting Fantasy confused with Choose Your Own Adventure. But that is another game I think I, I need to do an episode on, look at that in a little bit more detail, and maybe try and see if I can get a game of it under my belt. Because the idea of all the players playing one character fascinates me i've i've never never experienced anything like that i think there is another game actually um an indie game where you you uh you take control of this this guy it's another um game where the narrative control of an individual is the sort of the game itself but the name of it totally escapes me at the moment all you indie phone fans out there will be shouting at your phones no doubt and if you're listening jeff collier i'm talking to you i know you know this game Hey Colin, Chris Shorb, wanted to call in. I listened to your most recent episode and uh, heard about GM Ricky. And so I just wanted to call in and wish him a healthy and speedy recovery. Obviously, no time is a good time to go into the hospital, but right now is even more scary and fraught. And so, yeah, GM Ricky, keep plugging away. Um, and, uh, you know, just uh, cheering up method. Want to share about how my, my party that's uh, going through mad mage and our focus for whatever reason is all about setting up franchises of our inn our dragons heist inn throughout the uh under mountain and uh i don't know where it became this like corporatist expansionist uh uh storyline but we're having a hell of a lot of fun with it anyways take care guys bye big thanks to chris for showing his concern he uh, left this message a while back and I've included it in this episode because I've got a little bit of an update on GM Ricky. He's back running now, pretty regular. Uh, had a few setbacks after coming out of hospital. Maybe overdid it a little bit, caused himself a, a f- couple of setbacks. But um, really on the road to recovery. And uh, I mean, life... I think he's he's getting back to normal for him as far as is as that is possible under the sort of current circumstances with COVID and all. 
Um, thanks for the call in, Chris. I passed the message on to Ricky, and um, yeah, I think he was well chuffed. And as for the um, the inn and the uh, franchises in Dungeons of the Mad Mage, I can totally see how that could happen. Part of the uh, the, the Waterdeep adventures revolves around the the party getting this in and i guess you know if you've got enterprising players a scenario like that could easily be on the cards it sounds like you're having good fun with it um and it just goes to show that D and i think fifth edition in particular they're really they're a, it's a really sort of solid flexible system and that is it day 26 of rpg a day challenge in the bag bit of a strange episode do you think strange ideas colin spike pit green with his strange ideas about players interfering with other players actions engagement and immersion I don't know seems a bit strange to me or is it a little bit too tenuous that link <laughs> oh I'll be glad when RPG a day is over and done with it's kind of been fun but I'll tell you what it's quite taxing quite taxing but I'm determined to see it through to an end uh, to the end and I, I, I've got to give some thanks now you know especially to these folks that are calling in reliably pushing me along through this month it, without these call-ins I'd have run out of inspiration days ago absolutely days ago so Carl Rodriguez Jason Connolly of Nerds RPG Variety Cast and last but not least Chris Shorb Thanks, guys. Like I say, couldn't do it without you. Also, I want to extend my thanks to the patrons, the pit crew over on the Spike Pit Patreon, keeping me going and growing with their continuous support and generosity. And then last but not least, I want to say a big thanks to you, the listener, for taking a bit of time out of your day to listen to old Spike Pit. Take care, and I'll catch you later. Do you know what? I've just had this massive flash of inspiration. We take player engagement and immersion. We combine them together and we call it Oh So Riveting. It's the Oh So Riveting style of play. And just so that you know, that's a bit of a mouthful, just to keep things simple and to avoid any confusion. I know we like to have 
labels and, and stuff like that. So we can call it OSR. I mean, what's confusing about that? 